U.S. midterms. Can the country resolve its divisions? Welcome to Mark and Pete. Here's a thought. The United States of America. Sinister signs appear between red lines as 50 stars have all collided. But as the flag entwines, the standard declines and a nation is now divided. Yes, Clergyman Pete, it seems that the midterm elections have once again reinforced some of the systemic problems of the United States. And whilst we can see that it appears that Joe Biden will still remain in control to have power in the Senate, it doesn't get away from some of the underlining issues that the United States have faced in recent times. The economy still divided. People are still concerned about their jobs, the Roe versus Wade situation, and about the rights there, and many, many other things which we want to talk about. Clergyman Pete, I ask you, what should the United States be doing to resolve these big divisions? Hmm. Yes, I think that the the issue with the United States being divided has been, Mrs. Mark. Uh, a long-standing issue, but it's grown in recent years. And I think what's happened is we have um, we have a disconnect from the uh, between the politicians who are running the show and the people. And I, I would put down uh, as one of the biggest issues the fact that people on particularly working-class people are not being represented. I guess in the U.S. they might be called middle-class people but the, the workers are not being represented. Now, we found uh, in the past that uh, uh, Donald Trump, with his populist approach, was appealing to people from working class, middle class. But you all also had Bernie Sanders on the left uh, also appealing to them and, and, and noting the same sort of issues that were, that were problems, things like uh, uh, big business having too much say over government, it's a, uh, that sort of thing. They had different solutions, but they were addressing the same problems. But that isn't what the two parties represent. Both Democrats and Republicans are just different flavours of the same machine, if you like. In other words, both parties are in hock to big business, it would be a different way to put it. So you see that both parties try and use these different sides, the left wing of Bernie Sanders, the right wing of Donald Trump, in order to win elections. But they have no intention of actually doing anything <laughs> apart from uh, a scattergun approach of, uh, you know, choosing certain policies to, or certain, I suppose, taking up certain positions to uh, appease certain voter blocks. But actually what they do, well, they seem to be just in it for themselves. And so the divisions just grow and grow as they're stirred up by the different political parties. The issues are identified but nothing's done about them, so the divisions grow wider and wider. Well, when I look at the map of the United States, I sort of see it like a sort of um, bit like a, a sandwich in the sense that, you know, it's very um, democratic on the west and sort of on the east and, the, you know, the, the big um, red part through the Republican middle. It's not exact, of course, but uh, the point here oh, is, is that it is a very divided nation. Now, as we speak at the point of broadcast that yeah. Nevada and Georgia are still to declare, in fact, Georgia is going to go into a runoff. So the the matter lingers on. But either way, irrespective of the outcomes here, 
the question ultimately is, is that we've got something on the horizon, which is that even if Joe Biden does remain as um, you know, uh, somebody who is not a lame duck, that was the concern for many of the Democrats going into this process. Um, he seems to have fared a little bit better, but he is he now in a better place to run again um, for the United States as a, um, as a president? Would he come up against, say, for example, Donald Trump? Similarly, again, this point about divisions, though, is he best placed to be able to try and unify the nation, the collective, or is somebody else better placed to do this? What's your thoughts well, on that? Well, here are my thoughts. I think it's somebody else in both cases. Not, I don't think either Trump or Biden are, are in the right position to unite the nation. But I think the way to unite it, this is this this is what I believe. It's based on um, the Constitution of the United the United States, the way that it's set up. Um, is this there are different states in the united states and uh, they have different cultures different ideas different ways to run things they run together as a federation of states uh, which have uh, needs and uh, and a certain a certain a, a certain minimal part of their culture it is the same and therefore they can unite together the united states try to have a united states of europe too divided but within it, within the American United States, there's a possibility if the different states are allowed to run things their own way. Take, for example, all the issues over the Roe versus Wade, the uh, the uh, allowing abortion decision that was reversed. <coughs> it's choking was, on the American sandwich, uh, folks, if, uh, if you're wondering yes. what's, <laughs> what's going no, on. It always happens to me. I get so choked up talking about how American. Joe Biden. <laughs> yes, uh, Joe Biden. I love him so much. Yeah, the the, the issue the issue of uh, whether abortion is uh, is a human right and should be allowed, it can be found in the Constitution, which was the Roe v. Wade decision, famous decision, which was uh, later, of course, amended, but still the fundamental right stayed until recently when it was overturned, and this. Uh, this was used by uh, the Democrats uh, to to push against the Republicans. It's used, in other words, as a as a cudgel to beat down the opposition. But it ended up being more than that. It ended up not being a cudgel just beating the opposition. It was uh, as though it was uh, putting down a great big fissure between the two. It was making the divisions wider, and they were supported, of course, by. Uh, the mainstream media. And I say, of course, because they do seem to be beholden to them because big business is behind them. Now, that that being the case, uh, I think that it doesn't matter who's president in the end, as long as you have that sort of uh, cultural hold by the Democrats on the left and a part of the Republican Party we, who are also beholden to big business etc who seem to have this same agenda uh, as to why that's, that's a that's a, a a topic for another episode but it is there and it's going to cause division because it's been manipulated the propaganda is there causing people to hate each other on either side particularly things like the uh, the abortion issue but there are others you know uh, other cultural issues like transgenderism etc which were used very much in these midterms elections to cause division. And they're going to continue. 
unless people are allowed to simply make decisions state by state. And that is what the reversal of Roe v. Wade was. It was a return of the decision. It was actually a removal of that law saying you had to allow abortion across all the states to be made on a state by state basis. I think once it returns to that, when the government gets smaller and doesn't interfere so much, then the different states, which have their different cultures and therefore different moral attitudes, will be able to make decisions for themselves on economic issues too. And uh, that's what we need to return to. Well, but I think it's going to take some time to get that far. I don't think it be, can be done in one election. However, I, I think that there is a way to do it. Here's uh, uh, now, Mark, this is going to cause a bit of division amongst our uh, listeners, I think. Uh, um, well, we'll go, see. Thanks. We'll see. I'll just say it. Uh, you'll be surprised. But I do have here. I do have an opinion on this. I think it's a long-term process of gradually of, 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 of changing the, the way that the government operates by making the government smaller and smaller. You can't do it in one go because otherwise you're going to take away certain government programs which are needed at the moment, etc., etc. You need to make the federal government smaller and interfere less and hand things back to the states, which will take oh. time. But I believe in order to do that, you need to break the control of the mainstream media and the, in order to do that you need a president who is able to cut through that and go straight through social media has a to, through social media to the people you need a president with a big enough personality to force changes through and so i think the first step is to vote donald trump back in as president well, um, I'm sure that there's lots of people who've either sputtered all over their coffee and um, <laughs> probably choked on their American sandwich. But either way, there's one thing that I just want to say as a closeout to this is that the midterm elections again has definitely have brought another point, which is that a lot of businesses um, are also divided in terms of where the efforts are going. And then if we think about the what the midterm elections have done, naturally they're focused on internal matters, quite rightly so. What I'm also curious about is, is it paving the way to the future of what it means from an international perspective. Now, you know, the United States is so significant to the economy of nations, to the investment of businesses, individuals, organizations, and so on. One thing I did want to ask you, clergyman Pete, I mean, I never really saw much about the international side of things. And I don't just mean at, um, uh, you know, some of the, dare I say, the atrocities and issues that are happening around the world. We've seen the Ukraine issue, but well, that's a subject in itself. But just purely on the foreign affairs matter, that seemed to have got lost to me. Just want to take you, you'll get your mm. take on this. Well you talk about in in the uh, in the election yeah. campaign yeah. it yeah. it did seem to be lost and and i think this is the reason that the, the well, well i think there were two reasons one is the actual leadership of the two parties uh Re republicans the the old guard not trump who is a is a, a leader but not uh, not technically isn't he has no office but he's a leader to some who uh, have loyalty to him but the actual leadership of the of the republicans and the democratic parties are both in favor of the policies that have been pursued for example in ukraine uh, the uh, the uh, disastrous uh, policies uh, trying to uh, get a regime change in change in russia by using the uh, the crisis in Ukraine, all that it seems to be uh, that they agree 
so that was that was left out but the the other side is this the main part the main plank of each of the campaigns seemed to be don't vote for the other guy <laughs> it, it, it it was negative campaigning at its finest oh. across across the states i mean not in every case but just generally speaking there wasn't a positive vision going forward for the the united states in any part of any part including domestic policy so talking about how it's faring abroad that was just farther from the concerns other than to simply criticize biden for what he'd done uh for example wow. uh, in for example in his withdrawal for Afghanistan. but that those were just fleeting mentions why because they just wanted to bash the person and not wow. the policy let's let's unify everybody and ask their yes. opinions let's get the collective <laughs> i'm not sure i'm not sure that's going to be that unified well <laughs> Why don't we ask uh, our, our glorious uh, listeners, what do they think about the United States? What do they think of the, the midterm uh, elections? And more importantly, what do they think of the United States going forward? I think yeah. it's, it's crucial that we, we get to hear from them. Why not yeah. post um, uh, a comment on markandpete.com? Yeah, go to markandpete.com. Make sure you're subscribed and you can leave a comment there. Make sure it's particularly angry angry bigoted and vituperative and we may even comment on it uh use your comment in a future episode but that's it uh, for mark and myself and i catch you next time Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.